0: Welcome to the Cultivating Success Podcast. Jeff Sofer and Jonathan Wolfson are brothers and business partners of the top landscaping company, Nature's Experts. Nature's Experts is home to six companies that cater to all your outdoor needs. To learn more about Jeff and Jonathan, simply visit us at www.naturesexperts.com. On the podcast, Jeff and Jonathan bring together other business owners and entrepreneurs to
1: share with you how they developed a prosperous company and how you can too. You will gain insights and meaningful advice on creating the building blocks to success and longevity in the entrepreneurial
0: realm. And now, here are your hosts, Jeff Sofer and Jonathan Wolfson. Mark, welcome to the Cultivating Success podcast. I am extremely happy to have you here today. Personally and professionally, I'm excited to hear what you have to say about, you know, how you help people being a family business consultant. I have lots of questions myself. I also have lots of questions wanting to know why you are in the Andes Mountains right now. So I think this is gonna be a great conversation. Uh, we can pick up where we were actually just leaving off when we were kind of talking about you know, where we were from and some of the things like that um, to get started here. So thanks so much for joining us here today.
1: Well, and thank you and nice to meet you. You know, yep. since the pandemic, My wife and I spend most of our time here. Our plan originally was to spend about half the time in greater Miami. We're in Hallandale Beach. And the other half the time in these gorgeous Andes Mountains in Columbia. But the pandemic hit and we said, I think we're going to spend more time in the mountains. So we've spent more time in the mountains. And there you go. Of course, now the pandemic's over and uh, the flights are working and all that stuff. So, you know, we travel around. How do you pick the Andes Mountains? Well, well, kind of a long story. How do I say it uh, quickly? I got a job. I got a client or two. I gave a seminar on family business in Colombia, And this, I think, was in 1993. It was one of the first seminars on family business, how to create an effective family business in uh, Bogota, Colombia, and uh, they flew me in. They'd heard about me because I'd given a similar seminar. In those days, we talked about total quality management in Peru. So I gave a seminar in Colombia, and lo and behold, I got a lion or two, uh, quite a, a large name organization that went back many, many generations. And I worked my little tail off. And I helped them. And then I got another client. And off we went. And you know, among among things. Well, you other know what things, they say, one turns into two, two turns into three, right? Three turns into six and so on. That's if you help them. <laughs> That's where it all starts, right? <laughs> right, right. You know, the the people down here are wonderful. The women are beautiful. So on and so forth. Anyways, I've worked in Colombia over 20 years. I've worked in many Latin American countries. I've done some work in Europe as well. I met a quite a woman. We got married. And then we had to figure out where to live. We ended up, of course, in Greater Miami. And then for fun, we decided to get a place um, in Colombia. And I guess that's the quick story.
0: Well, it sounds awesome, honestly. It sounds like you're living life. And you're capitalizing between living there and living here and trying to just enjoy it the best you can, but while keeping yourself sharp and active and still continuing the same mission, just in a different location.
1: I'm very grateful because to, to do the work and to do it in different cultures is just a thrill. And I've had the rare opportunity to work with a number of families over three generations. So now I work with families. For example, I'm working with the third generation. 20 years ago, I worked with the first generation. And so maybe 20 years ago, I worked with the transition of the first to the second generation. And now several families have called me back to help them with working from the second to the third generation. And that's a thrill. That's a thrill. Some of them, I know their grandfather better than some of the grandkids.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I think when you start off on the right foot with anything and you have the right intentions, it's usually much easier to be successful and having
1: a long-term plan. <laughs> Everything helps, right? <laughs> sure. So, we also recommend prayer and hard work.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, you can't you can't always uh, affect, you know, human nature. So let me uh, get into a couple of things with you here, Mark. So as a family business consultant, your job ultimately is to help transition businesses from one generation to another. It is to make sure that you have a succession plan, which it could be just to sell the business, I would assume, correct? Might be. It could be to resolve internal conflicts with partners. And it could just be to overall almost as a family business consultant, coach everyone and be a third party to really help kind of help everyone have an eye on what's truly important. Because a lot of times after you're in business for a long time, everyone's eye starts gravitating towards what they think is best in the business versus what is actually best for the business or what they might personally want to do in the business.
1: Yeah, that's kind of a nice way to put it. Or sometimes we say, what is wealth or what is success? And it it can get a little bit confusing because let's say everyone's focused on that family business. Let's say that family business is um, selling farm equipment. And let's say that's a successful business. And that's great. And let's say they, they love it. But sometimes over the years, people's individual desires... Um, get lost, and maybe some family members say, "Well, that's not my dream." And maybe some of the elders or some of the people in the family say, "What? What do you mean? What do you mean that's not your dream?" And the person says, "Well, I, my dream is to be a musician." Well, what do you mean, be a musician? We we've built this whole business for you. And he said, well, I mean, thanks, but I mean, I I don't like that. Well, I put my whole heart and soul into this. So this goes to the question, family business, of course, means what? How do we have a great family? What's our picture of a great family? And underneath that, what's our picture of a great individual life? And what's our picture of a great business? and what is wealth and what is it for and how do we balance this and of course so these are some of the these are some of the great questions now it comes down in part in part to values and to communication families need to be able to talk families need to be able to talk about what's important It's all intertwined in the relationships. So what is everyone's picture of a great individual life? What's everyone's picture of a great family? What's everyone's picture of a great business? What's the dream of that business generationally? What do they do if there are differences? Is the dream of this business, let's build it for 30 years, sell it, and then just enjoy our fortune. Is the dream of this business to serve the community for fifty, hundred years? Is the dream of the business to create wealth and then develop different kinds of philanthropy? There's so many different things. Where's the glue? And where's so the glue? Do you glue think it's important the generations?
0: Excuse do me. Do you right? think it is important to have all? Like you know, what part do you need to get to? At what point in your career do you think? Like, is it more beneficial to do it earlier in your career before you kind of hit your exhaustion point, so to speak? Or is it better to,
1: um, is there really no roadmap to it? That's the great fun is creating the roadmap. (laughs) That's what I say say to my clients, let's create the roadmap. You and me together. (laughs) That's a lot of fun. It definitely is. It definitely
0: is fun. Me and my brother Jeff uh, have now been in our business together. I started here when I was 22 years old, and I'm 36 now. I started when we um, when he had seven flower shops, and when he had seven flower shops, I was in the back cutting flowers, sweeping floors, breaking down boxes. Uh, I had left um, Missouri. I had left. I was in the middle of going to college at the time. Met my brother, Jeff, for the first time um, when I was 21, actually. And we just grew very close, very quick. And I was at that stage in my life where, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you need to make a move here. Like, what are you waiting for? And my academics were not upstanding. I wasn't really in a career path uh, academically that would have really boosted my earning power. I wasn't going to be a lawyer, a doctor, an architect, anything like that. And uh, he's like, just come down here and get experience. I, for the very first time, I didn't realize, which, you know, I have two kids now, that I didn't realize that you could make money. There are rich people in every industry. The person who sells the chemicals to the paint company, the person who sells the sand to the tile company, the person who sells the fabric to the carpet company that, that actually makes the carpet and does this. And my brother, Jeff, had seven flower shops. So to me, it was very eye-opening to be like, oh, my God, like he has a flower shop? Who makes a lot of money and has a flower shop? Like you go in there, you spend $20. I, I went in there when I was younger and got, you know, corsages and stuff for like homecoming and prom. And it never resonated to me that like that you can be a wealthy man during that. And I always looked at wealth much differently when I was younger, saying to myself, how does someone get to be that wealthy? And I didn't have um, a great relationship with my dad. uh, And he was in prison on multiple occasions when I was younger. And these questions were never answered for me. So I literally just never knew how that you do it. How do you do it? And um, after meeting him, my eyes started to kind of open about, you know, you can make money with anything. And it's literally as easy as, you know, I would start with the cutting flowers and breaking down boxes. And then he would bring me on meetings. And literally, it was just you go to a meeting, you speak to somebody, you have something to provide them. You know the cost of the item. The other person does not. You tell them a price. They accept it. You make the difference, and mm-hmm. um, it was very eye-opening to me at that point what the possibilities in this world really are when you're in control of your own destiny. And I was always somebody specifically who wanted to re- re- like rise to the ranks. I started working when I was 13 years old, and I was started at the bottom, and I worked my way to the top, and started my w- at the bottom, and worked my way to the top. But I never had to stay anywhere unbelievably long. So I never got that uh, anger, you know what I mean, of being stuck ever. Uh huh. So I think that I always had a very open mind of being able to work my way to the top. And now that I'm in a point when I met my brother, it was there is no top anymore, you know, because I I worked for when I was 13, I was a host, and then I was a waiter when I was 14. And then that business went out of business. And then I went and worked at another one. I opened up a melting pot and um, was a dishwasher. And then I worked there for like two and a half years. uh, And I became the kitchen manager, actually. They originally had like a chef when they opened it. And I was like literally running the whole back of the house at this melting pot. And then I went off into college and I was a doorman, which was very unusual because I'm not that big of a guy at a bar and um, you know, worked my way up into getting more responsibilities, working in the front of the house, working in the back of the house. When I turned 21, I became a bartender, voila, made more money. And then I met my brother, Jeff, came down here, same thing again, starting at the bottom. And then as I started to understand more and, and quote, work my way to the top, as it relates to this, it made me understand that there's really limitless possibilities And, uh, which leads me to today where we have three landscaping companies, a tree company, a pest control, an interior plant maintenance company. And now we're at the point where it is important that there is a why. So I'm 36, which is not very old. My brother, Jeff is 53, which still is not very old, but you do need to start at both stages in our lives, it's very important to be very specific of what you're wanting to achieve because it's very possible you can achieve whatever you want to achieve. It's really been exciting um, for us that we have a business coach, and uh, the business coach we've had for the last four years has given us lots of clarity, but it doesn't give you answers. It just you are asked questions to help guide you to a, a more clear future, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so this is great. I think you guys have a great story. and your relationship, it sounds like has been a very a uh, rich one, you know, one that's been really helpful.
0: It has. And,
1: yeah. On both so of our,
0: on both of our our um sides on both of our sides, because, you know, I was 22 at the time. He was in his late thirties. And he had a family. I didn't really have a good family to reflect upon. You know, it really kind of gave me that that grounding of family of what I can really work towards. And uh, yeah, it's really been very mutually beneficial. And you know, for me specifically now, for our next phase and for the business's next phase it is important to now come through at least as far as how I'm concerned, and coming through. Uh, doesn't require quite as much hard work, but it requires a lot more smarts that you know you use your money appropriately, you invest appropriately, and uh, you make you know smart business decisions ultimately.
1: That's right. So it comes down a little bit to a, a mission and a vision, right? Yep, and you can do that. You can do that as a family business, you and your brother. It sounds like you two are the main guys, right? And so, you know, mission is about purpose. Mission is about what's it all for? What's the purpose? That's the why. And vision is about what are we trying to to build? What are we trying to build both in terms of the business side or the wealth of, of the financial side as well as maybe in terms of your family relationships, right? So it's mission and vision, and uh, once that's clear, what I do is I encourage the people, in this case you and your brother, to um, describe and to articulate a set of values on which that for the business um, or for each other, both. And those and values are values, you know. Whether maybe a value is on honesty or integrity or the quality of the work. So a list of values, both in terms of your relationship as family, as well as as business partners, right? And then it's whatever policies you need uh, that keeps your relationship the beautiful relationship that it is. It sounds like you guys are doing wonderful. So that's it's just a matter of going forward and enjoying it and building the beautiful business and brother relationship that you've got
0: yeah definitely um we've been fortunate that we're both very good and we're we're good at opposite things and um we both have opposite temperaments that kind of push and pull each other and uh we've been very fortunate in that way that you know he's a amazing salesperson and somebody with lots of passion. And I'm somebody with lots of logic and lots of analyzing and wanting to understand and being uh, more risk adverse, meaning that I like to have more information. He's somebody who likes to go with his gut. I, I'm very prone to taking risk. We have lots of risk and with the business that we're in specifically... <laughs> <laughs> and how we've grown and acquired all these different companies and other ones along the way. So it certainly isn't that, but I'm—he's definitely much more of a feeling person. I'm much more of a a logic person.
1: Analytic, yeah, yeah. So that makes for a great team.
0: It does. It does. It does. You know, we we're at an interesting point right now, where uh, you know we've—he's been in business twenty-five years. I've only been in business. So to speak, for about less than fifteen years. So um, we sat down recently, and we kind of made a seven-year goal. Well, I did, and then I presented it to him to see what he thought. Actually, because it's more indicative of our personality, I made the I made the (laughs) goal, and he's he's. I gotta get. I gotta find out if he's if he's buying in or not. Yeah, sure. You know, to me, I figured that seven years. It's twenty thirty right? He'll be 60 years old. Um, I'll still be in my low 40s. But I feel like, you know, for us, and it relates to our family business, it is an interesting point in your life. When you're 50, you really are in your prime, how I've at least experienced for him. It is not like a time to wind down. It is a time to wind up. At 60, I definitely can see that it is a different Time to start valuing things maybe differently, how I at least understand it, maybe?
1: Yeah, I would say, you know, there's there's two different things in there. One is there's sort of the traditional thing, which I think is what you're referring to, right? But also sometimes people are different. Like I have a colleague, a woman, and she's right now, she's about 80. She's sort of peaking. Unbelievable. Uh, And she says, Mark, I've never had so much business. I've never made so much money. I've never done so much stuff. I mean, she's like peaking, you know? (laughs) It's amazing. I mean, she wishes that happened in her 50s. But I mean, she's like, my God, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. (laughs) Right? So although what you said is like usually true, but sometimes it's different. Yeah, you know, sometimes it's different. Yeah. yeah. Some people peak in their sixties, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know what
0: what I have thought at least for our, you know, business and to be mindful of either trying to transition it. Uh, you know, we're fifty fifty partners. So it's not like we're really transitioning the business because he's older and I'm younger. It's really more figuring out what we want to do because we want to continue to work together and making the business work for us, and how we want to do things particularly. And you know, something that I think that I've put thought into is you know our seven year goal that we want to get to is another milestone. Ultimately, I'll be in my forties; he'll be starting his sixties, and um, you know, I feel like when you have a plan. And you execute on your plan. And if you get there and you exceed it or you fall short or whatever happens, you can obviously analyze and you're a smarter person for it to keep going or you reached your goal and it either meant more than what you thought it would mean or it only has fueled you to want to do more. And, um, you know, you really don't know what those feelings and emotions are. Until you get there.
1: Yeah. You're really focused on being a great team. That's how it sounds. You
0: know, I think it's, it's important in understanding what the other person needs. Absolutely. And I think everybody needs to be motivated. Different people are motivated in different ways because... Yeah. That's right. Some people need to be motivated day by day. That's not my brother. Some people need to be motivated year by year. Uh, And that could be by having obligations. It could be by uh, material things. It could be by wanting to have a place in the Andes. And, you know, speaking to my brother, uh, wanting to have a goal that when he gets to be 60, it is completely not his life now. And he's not ready to slow down. But it is certainly a reflecting point, I think, by the time he does get to be 60, that he is in a position where he's completely in control um, of his destiny at that time and can ultimately do whatever he wants to do uh, based upon the strategy and everything that I've put together for our uh, business goal. So it's uh, that's something that we're doing that we're trying to you know make sure that this this family business can continue to be successful because you know when especially if we're 50, 50 partners. I don't want to invest without my brother investing, and we can't grow the business unless we're both willing to, quote, sacrifice certain things to be able to achieve what we're wanting to achieve.
1: Hmm. Sure, sure, sure. Now, do either you or your brother have kids?
0: Uh, he has two kids that are 23 and 25, and I have two kids that are four and six.
1: <laughs> Is there a desire to bring them into the business at some point or no?
0: Uh his kids no. Uh my kids, who knows. <laughs> it's a little far off. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. A little far off at this point. We haven't we haven't quite gotten there yet.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. They're a little, little little.
0: But uh no, I would I would assume by the time that they get to be old enough to choose um they're about 20 years away. Yeah, I mean Yeah, I can't even say that I'm, who knows what, where, when, how, I'll be anywhere, honestly. But they'll certainly have lots of options at that point.
1: Absolutely.
0: So how how do you really help people plan for succession? I think let's go over some of the components. You're a family business consultant. And um, if someone is connecting with you and they want to understand, how do I... I'm in business with my son, my brother, my uncle, and uh, we're looking to have him transition the business to me. How do you really go about doing it?
1: Yeah. So the first question is, is is there, assuming they want to keep the ownership in the family, because of course you can just sell the business, right? Maybe the idea is, oh, let's sell it. And now we have a bunch of money and we just invest it or something like that. But if the idea is to keep the leadership in the family, then you have to say, is there competence? That's a difficult question because it's impossible for a parent to judge the competence of the next generation. <laughs> right? How do you know then?
0: Like, how do you know? You know, because obviously, as a parent, you're
1: risking
0: possibly your life savings, you know?
1: Right, or their life savings. Now, of course, every parent wants what? Well, they want their child or their children to be successful, right? I mean, what parent doesn't want that? Now, if the parent or parents have um, worked very hard to create some kind of beautiful business, they want their kids to succeed. And of course, the kids may have different levels of skills, different levels of interest. Competence is not necessarily genetic. So I often tell the story of a, of a restaurant tour. So this person was a chef, a great chef, and he had a restaurant. He owned the restaurant and he was the chef. And it was very successful. And he had four kids. So what did he do? He said, Oh, I know, I'll make them each a restaurant. So he made four restaurants for his four kids. And he taught them all to be chefs. And what happened? None of them wanted to be chefs. Well, they did what their dad told them. It was a disaster. (laughs) (laughs) A disaster. Why? They weren't great chefs. And I said to him and other people said to him, what are you doing? You're an idiot. You can hire a chef. You want to give each kid a restaurant, give the kid the restaurant and tell him not to go into the kitchen.
0: <laughs> Unless they love it, right?
1: Unless they're good at it. You don't serve great food. You don't get the business, right? It's not genetic. Right?
0: (laughs) No, it definitely isn't genetic. And I would say, through at least my experience, you really don't know until you really earn it. So, in that, as it relates to that situation, you know, you have to, you have to, it's almost a feeling. And you don't get the feeling the first day, you get it over, over years. And if you see what their passion really is and if they're interested in it, And if they're really a dedicated person or the type of person that they are is is really, I think, how you size up a situation like that one. And if you want to give your kids a restaurant, by all means, you can. But if he's somebody who likes it, it's very charismatic and outgoing, let him be the maitre d', but then set up everything else around him that he can just be the greeter, you know?
1: So it's very complicated, right? but so so there's a, a couple of principles in there anyway so i remember working with it gets all mixed up it gets all mixed up because it's very different being a father and being the head of a business so in the family business world we talk about the three core systems and the three core systems are ownership management, and family. And those systems are different, and they have different rules and different norms. And what happens in family business, of course, by definition, the systems overlap. But the goal is to try to separate the system so that when the, let's say it's a father and son, when the father and son are being having a family conversation, that they know they're being a father and a son. And when they're being owners, they know they're being owners. And when they're being management executives, they're being management executives. These systems have different rules. They should. For example, in the family system, the rules should be what?
0: I'm guessing no talking about business. We never were, very, me and my brother were never very good at that one.
1: Yeah, that's what I think too. Something like that. The rules or the norms should be about love. I don't think you should say to your brother, I love you if you're a good worker. I think love should be unconditional, right? I love you because you're my brother or my mother or my father, right? Love, love, right? Family should be about Love, not work performance. Love is love, right? Different from business management, executive performance, which is, you know, do your job. And if you don't do your job, ultimately what happens? You get fired, ultimately, right? Yep. One of my first seminars was titled, The Day We Fired Mom. (laughs) (laughs) That's a true story. I've come from a family business, you know, so, but in the work, in the business, right, that's all conditional. You have a job because you do a good job. If you don't do a good job, you can lose your job, right? Mm -hmm. It's a different system. That's what I mean by the systems, right? Okay. And then there's the ownership system. Let's say you and I own something together. You and I own a bakery. We own the bakery. It doesn't mean we work in it. We own it. We look at the reports. We decide who's the manager. We can hire and fire the manager. We can hire and fire the employees. We look at the numbers. We decide how many bakeries to have. We own it. We make ownership decisions. These are the three basic systems of the family business. So, In the family business, we need people who are in that world, we need to understand when we're in which system. And each system needs their own rules and needs their own kind of culture Yep. in order to work well together. If I treat my brother like my employee, what's going to happen at the family dinner party? Well, he got pretty pissed off, I'll tell you. <laughs> right? it's
0: definitely trying to uh, separate the different power dynamics is definitely something that I think really comes from understanding what you're actually good at and being aware, I've found. And it is okay that you're not as good at certain things. At least for us, it's abundantly clear what I'm good at, And what he's really good at, but then he's done it longer. So he has better intuitions on certain things than I do. It doesn't mean that he's smarter, better, whatever, but I lean to him for certain final says when I put things together, which is a respect thing also too. And, uh, you know, I think it really is important. Like I said, I'm thinking about all these three core systems, ownership, management, and family and it's really understanding personally i think where you fall in those things you know what ownership are you going to take in the business is it in the back of the house or the front of the house like your restaurant example and the management what are you going to provide as a service like i'm i'm thinking to me more as what's your service in the business because ownership is really like an overarching component of accountability and management, it to me, is like a little bit more of like the work component, how I see it. Is that how you would describe it or no?
1: Yeah. And we all see we need to have like different kinds of meetings and different kinds of forums for these different kinds of meetings and ways to make decisions and ways to solve conflicts in all the different forums, right? Right. So sometimes, what I'm saying to my clients right is sometimes we need to just be family, so let's say you and I are brothers, but so sometimes we need to just be brothers, you know, let's go watch the Miami Heat, or let's go watch the Celtics beat the Miami Heat, or you know let's go out and hang out and have a beer, and sometimes we need to just be brothers. I think and some people don't
0: realize that. You know, the, the ownership, the management, the family, all of those things grow stronger through the trials and tribulations and the success and the failure all coupled together. Because if you can separate the family from the business, it can give you a lot of strength um, inside the business also too. You know to understand that you're not that you need to be supported in other ways that are unrelated to the business, but you're having difficulties in life, difficulties personally. Right, you know, right. you just I really do I, right. I it's interesting. I don't really relate them as core systems for me, but uh, for our our successful relationship, it's definitely been um important that you know our personal lives are not separate. Like we, we like to keep ours actively involved because we enjoy talking about the business and growing the business. So we get a lot of pleasure out of it. Um, but it's not something to where it causes tension. It's, it's something where it's more uh, thought-provoking. And we both really have core responsibilities. And we both, whether anyone's right, wrong, or indifferent, it, uh, we both feel an immense amount of ownership of the success And if he wants to do something and I support it and it doesn't work, I'm still behind him and we pivot. And the same thing if I choose to pick a direction for us and then I want to pivot, you know.
1: How wonderful. How wonderful. So my point is, is that for that family business to go well, you guys, anybody, they need to be there needs to be space for all three of those roles. Right. Right. In this case, the family role and the ownership role and the management role. So, you know, the ownership role is, well, that's the big picture, right? Let's look at our profit and loss for the year. Let's look at the strategic decisions. Let's look at the investment decisions, right? Let's look at the long range picture stuff. And then the management issues, you know, let's look at the work day to day right? Are we doing the work? Do we have the employees we need to, to accomplish our goals? And we need that kind of balance. And of course, you know, as we all know all businesses take a bunch of work. And it's easy in a family business, particularly for one sort of like one thing to crowd out another. I'll never forget many years ago, I was working with a, a small business And I said to one brother, what are you so upset about with your brother? And he said, well, five, seven years ago, I was having a personal crisis. And my brother never said a kind word to me in the personal crisis. And that was the problem. Hmm. The other brother missed that personal brother-to-brother connection with him the other stuff was okay, right? We need balance. We need to be able to talk to each other. Do you
0: recommend any tools to be able to do that? Or do you think that literally having a business consultant or a business coach or anything of that is in that nature? Is that really just kind of what's needed in to have a healthy business?
1: Yeah, I think a coach helps a lot, uh, particularly, uh, of course, I always recommend family business coaches because I am one, but <laughs> but anybody who has the right skills, you know, and <laughs> anyone that helps, there's more and more courses out there, and books, and conferences, and so on. There's there's a million there's a million tools out there, you know. And of course, what we all tend to do is blame somebody else. It's not my fault. It must be my brother's fault, you know, or my, my yep. sister's. Fault. <laughs> and some situations really are trickier than others. The problems usually come out in terms of succession or in terms of conflict, conflict uh, resolution. And like anything, the stronger the foundation you know, the bigger storm it can withstand. Right. And so just like sports or whatever, right. The better you condition your body, then the, um, the better you can play the game. That's for sure. Well, Mark, this has really
0: been a great conversation today. Um, I think that the service that you provide, and I think people, hopefully this kind of got everyone thinking about how they could either use you or a family business consultant to really start thinking larger about their business. Because I think this is part of laying the foundation of a successful business, which is ensuring you have a good plan of succession, whether it's transition in your family, or it's selling, or it's resolving conflict, or it's really just getting on the same page as far as how you can get to your goals. You know, understanding your some of these pain points then you know, I think that's really how we you can figure out how to have a long-term successful business. So I've really enjoyed having you on this call today. If you could, please let everyone know how they can reach out to you uh, if they're interested in having you help them in their business.
1: Yeah, I, I would just uh, close by saying uh, life is too short to suffer. So family business really is tricky. And so for those of us who are in that, Number one is enjoy it and be successful. And the minute you see something not going right, uh, just like when you have a pain in your body, reach out to that doctor to, to get a little help. And the sooner the better, because the sooner you get the help, the easier it is to fix it and the cheaper.
0: <laughs> I completely agree on that. I definitely think that, you know, people sometimes, um, think that they have to travel a business alone and it's not necessary. You can get help. You can get coaching. You can listen to podcasts. You can read books. You can, you know, ask a friend. But I do think that with all of those things that are important components. You really need to have somebody that's actively understanding your business because you can't get advice from somebody who doesn't have all of the information and just because you tell somebody the information doesn't make it true, or exactly, you're not actually going to get the best information that you actually need.
1: Yeah, that's why we all go to people who can help us with what we need. In terms of contacting me, it's very simple. Um, I'm on the web. The name of my company is Strategic Initiatives. So that's for a web address is sii net. S-I-I incnet I-N-C uh, dot net. The phone number, my phone number is a Rhode Island number where I lived for many years, 401-258-1120. 401-258-1120. Or of course, just look up my name, uh, which you see on the screen. You're very welcome to contact me. There are courses in family business. There are institutes. There are conferences. You can just put family business in the uh, Google, and um, you'll find lots and lots of resources, uh, books, articles, conferences, uh, more things than you can imagine through universities, uh, etc. cetera. Uh, Jonathan, thanks so much for having me. I'm delighted to meet you. It sounds like you have a beautiful relationship and business with your brother. Congratulations. Enjoy it. Grow it. Become wealthy. Help society. Help community. Do what you need to do.
0: Mark, thanks again. We really appreciate it. It was great
1: having you on today. Great to be here. Thank you very much. This has been the Cultivating Success Podcast with Jeff Sofer and Jonathan Wolfson. To learn more about Jeff and Jonathan and their businesses, visit www.naturesexperts.com.